The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome, glad you're with me. It is WTMJ Nights, another week of radio irreverence. Glad you're here. 855-616-1620. That is the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. That's how you get a hold of the program. When you do, you'll be talking to Justin. Big switcheroo this week. We'll get into it. Justin's here early in the week. Uh, glad to have him. I, I've I have a theory of why he's here. We'll find that out. Uh, but be nice to him. You know, who knows? Uh, he could be going through a rough time. It was a rough weekend in the uh, tournament. We'll get to uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But let's start with our text question of the night. Today is the first day of spring. Woohoo! What are you most looking forward to about this spring season? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talking text line didn't feel much like spring today. But spring officially started today, so what are you looking forward to this spring season? Uh, Justin, I have to turn to you right away. I was thinking about you yeah. as your Jayhawks fell this weekend, uh, and I could almost imagine your, your entire bracket falling apart and you losing probably, what, thousands of dollars. You don't. There was a whole story that happened that <laughs> night, actually, that like made my night completely worse. If you want me to give you the rundown, yes, please. Oh my god! So me and a couple buddies from school all met up at my friend Max's house. He lives in the city, River North. Really nice place. Uh, watched the Kansas game. Obviously, it did not go our way. Did not. Did not. Which was very disappointing, especially because like we didn't have our head coach. I know I'm making excuses right now, but <laughs> it was sad. It was sad to go out that way. But this is where things <laughs> took a turn and got worse for me. Okay. I go downstairs. The university. Yeah, he he has street parking, right? I was three minutes late to my car, and there was a ticket guy mid writing a ticket. As oh. I as I'm walking to my car, and let's just say I let out my Kansas frustrations on him, and he started <laughs> he started running away. It was it was a scene. It was bad, and it was it was, you're a, it was a tough day. You're not in jail. That's you're what, like you didn't. You're that, like you didn't spend the weekend in the hoosah. I, I wasn't I wasn't crazy, but I was just like really like. Two minutes late, like come on, and that is a punk move. I was, I was pretty upset. I was pretty upset. It was a seventy dollar ticket, so we'll add. You we'll, just lost what a couple exactly, hundred, so exactly. you had no, you had no seventy bucks extra to, to toss around. I was, and how to and lose it to the Razorbacks? Just you know, oh, stop you don't want to lose to pigs. Did you, you see? Did you see what their coach did too? He had a uh, no, he he went on the table and uh, the score table and took off his shirt. And started oh, swinging that, that around. Was him? Yep. I saw that. Bill I Self. Like... Bill Self would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was that was, for a Sweet Sixteen entrance too. That was that was kind of ridiculous. That that whole night was a stinger. It has been a lot of crazy upsets. I know everybody is always complaining that their bracket is busted, but I don't know how you get a perfect bracket. But this one, it's like if you picked a lot of favorites because a lot of you know. A lot of people who don't really follow basketball, but they want to get into the office pool or they want to fill out a bracket, a lot of them just go with the favorites. You're screwed if you went with the favorites. The only number one seed, well, Houston is left, Alabama is left. Are they the only, yeah, they're the only number one seeds left. And then you got UCLA is a two, Gonzaga's a three. 
Texas a yeah. two. Yeah. Texas a two. Florida Atlantic is a nine. Mm-hmm. Tennessee. Princeton. What? Oh, how much are you laying down on Princeton? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> Princeton has beaten Arizona and it's they beat crazy. Missouri. Yeah, Princeton's, Princeton's doing some, some, something crazy. Could That's Princeton sure. be the, uh, the Cinderella story? They could be. They could All be. All those eggheads from the Ivy League coming out <laughs> playing some basketball. Who knew they could play basketball out there? Oh, there was a there was a really really funny video. It's like everyone's showing like what the campuses look like for their teams going to the Sweet Sixteen, and everyone's going crazy. And they show Princeton, and it's just everyone's at the library studying. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to practice. We've got boards tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, you know, it's it's always nice to see because you know at Princeton, not this is not a slight on any other athletic program anywhere, Princeton. You know these uh, these players are not getting just academic or uh, athletic scholarships. You can't come into Princeton and not be a really good student. Some places, let's be honest, yeah, maybe you skate by a little bit because you're really you know if you're a basketball powerhouse school and you want this uh, five star recruit from some high school, maybe maybe they can't read. That doesn't matter. Let's bring them in. Let's play a little basketball. But I, I doubt that's happening at Princeton. I'm betting all their all their people have at least a 27 on the ACT. Definitely some smart kids. Good, yeah, smart kids. Yeah. Smart enough to beat Mizzou and uh, Arizona. What do you think? Are they going to fall to Creighton? Yeah, I think they will. I think this is when their Cinderella story ends. This is it. Sweet 16 is it for them. Yeah, I like right, Creighton. Now, mm-hmm. now, you had Kansas in the Final Four. Who else did you have in the Final Four? I had, bracket? Yeah, I had Kansas and... I think I had Marquette. Okay. Yeah, so those two are obviously donezo. Yeah, but I got Alabama and Xavier left on my bracket. So, but okay. my bra- my bracket's done. I, I tore it up, threw it away, <laughs> looking past it. It's it's football season and baseball season, NBA playoffs. We're we're, we're moving there you on. Go. Yeah. Opening day is a couple <laughs> weeks away. Exactly. And uh, you've already made some crazy pronouncements about your. Uh, your beloved Cubs, which is, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what's, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you do that, but good for you. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about the ticket. And once those guys start writing a ticket, they will not stop. There's no, there's no bargaining with them. They're that's like a what, terminator. That's what he was saying. He's like, there's nothing I can do. And I'm like, I'm not even kidding. This is when I felt bad. He started running away from me. Like that wasn't an over exaggerate. Like he was, that's... he was on the move. He got out of there. And I'm like, okay, like maybe I should have just stopped <laughs> yeah you're lucky he didn't call him backup oh if, he, if he ran away like a little sissy he ran he it was, was a, it was a him? jog it was a jog <laughs> it was it was ridiculous i'm like oh my. i'm off to ruin somebody else's night good night sir <laughs> and he just tears off that's oh i hate 70 dollars for two minutes brutal that's a lot that is brutal that's uh, parking everywhere i still am under i still operate under the misconception that parking is a right and it should be free no matter where you go but uh unfortunately the law doesn't agree with me so i have to pay the man like everybody else i can't remember the last time i got a parking ticket though i'm I'm usually pretty good about watching that and now i used to be the kind of guy who would drive around for an hour trying to find street parking or like the one unicorn free spot now it's like forget it i go on spot hero i find a spot i park you know that's why I never. I try not to leave the house too much, 
because I don't want to have to pay for parking. Our text question of the night, spring is here. What are you most looking forward to about the season? Doug says, looking forward to opening day in baseball and taking down the Cubs. I, that's a shot right at you, Justin. Also, the final four, go Michigan State. Uh, Jeff says, I'm most looking forward to the Alice Cooper concert on May 3rd. May 3rd, still spring. Alice Cooper coming back out on tour. Oh, my goodness. All right, so all eyes are looking toward New York for tomorrow. Is Donald Trump going to get indicted? Is he going to be arrested as he has forecast? And do you think it's true that nobody is above the law? We'll talk about that for a little bit after this. It's WTMJ Nights. This is WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Our text question of the night. It's the first day of spring. What are you most looking forward to about this season? From the 262, looking forward to leaving for Texas next week, Virginia in April, and France maybe in May. Holy cow. Not bad few nice trips um i don't know maybe some of you are planning to take a trip outside tomorrow uh, to protest i don't know it's been it's been forecast by the former president that he may be arrested tomorrow if you haven't been following the news and i i don't know how you might have missed this the manhattan district attorney's office uh, has been investigating former president for years they have convictions against his namesake company, its chief financial officer. Uh, Donald Trump has never been charged, but that may all change. And as with a lot of things, it's not always the uh, the quote-unquote crime that gets you charged. It's the cover-up. And that seems to be where things, if the indictment were to come down, that seems to be where it would be focused. Um Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, and uh, adult entertainer. Is that a better way to put it than porn star? Uh, let's say adult entertainer, Stormy Daniels. They've testified to the grand jury. Uh, so that suggests uh, to legal experts that the focus of this is on the hush payment. Potential charges could include falsifying business records, campaign finance violations. The uh, Donald Trump has said he's done nothing wrong. Of course, he hasn't been charged. But then the other day he came out and said, I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday, so be prepared to protest. Other people are saying no. Uh, other Republicans, don't, please don't protest. Um, the district attorney of New York is uh, under a lot of criticism, not, not, because, not because of this. Alvin Bragg is his name. He's being criticized because of this, but his overall treatment of crime and criminals in New York gets a lot of negative attention from people who live there because they say he's way too light on crime and now he's going to go and try to uh, try to do this. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm getting pretty tired of the excuse of, well, nobody's above the law. Now, we all know this would be an unprecedented indictment if it were to come down that a former president would be indicted uh if you're waiting to see a perp walk as uh, with donald trump handcuffed being hustled into a courtroom or something you're not going to get that that's not going to happen uh strike that from your mind first of all it's it would be a logistical nightmare you know so if he's indicted there'll be bail you know all of that 
But let's be honest. There's a lot of people who are above the law. Right? We we see it every day. Certain people, you and I, quote unquote regular people, we're not above the law. No, we look at poor Justin, two minutes. He's out seventy bucks. He's not above the law getting a parking ticket. You and I, if we did some of the things that we see corporations or celebrities or politicians do, you know right away we'd be indicted, we'd be charged, we'd go to trial. Maybe we'd end up in jail, maybe we wouldn't, who knows. But we're not above the law. But in this country, if you have enough money and you have enough power, you most certainly are above the law. Now, you may get a little slap on the wrist, but you're not going to do the time that somebody else would do. And, you know, politics aside, and we can't really put politics aside in this because, you know, we're talking about a former president, whether you agreed with him or not. And I didn't 99% of the time. But this has got to be, if the, if the New York District Attorney decides to file an indictment, he better have everything in place. And according to a lot of legal experts, this would be very, very hard to prove. Um, they're, they're looking at falsif falsifying business records, which is a misdemeanor. Uh, they're saying, but if you tie that in with another crime, then it gets escalated to a felony, and that could be the alleged uh, campaign finance violation because he didn't report the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels as a contribution to his presidential campaign. Both of those are very, very hard to prove. So you got to link this bookkeeping, basically, to a campaign finance violation or wire fraud, and that's, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Martha, yeah, Martha Stewart went up, but you know what she went up for? Tax evasion. How'd they get Al Capone? Tax evasion. The, if you, I don't care how powerful you are, if you screw with your taxes, that's when you're not above the law. Because everybody got to pay, unless you're a corporation who doesn't have to pay taxes at all. But if you're a, an individual who's supposed to pay taxes, that's where they get you. And that's how they got Michael Cohen. That's how Trump's lawyer went to jail, because he, he didn't report uh, certain money as income. So, you know, if you if you don't pay your taxes, whoo-hoo, then you're in trouble. All right, also, aren't there, well, this is a sidebar. Uh, there's a lot of prettier porn stars, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, do you think? Do you think there's nobody above the law? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Justin, you're a betting man, so I want to ask you this because uh, maybe we lay some money down on this. Uh huh. It's a it's an easy bet. Do you think Donald Trump will be indicted and arrested this week? If you had to bet money, if yeah. I said okay, you'd you'd put money on down as a yes. I don't. I don't. Th I don't think he will. I have a weird feeling. Okay. I, th I think he knows what he's doing to the point. Like he came out and said that that he yeah. will be arrested. Right? I don't. He's obviously like has so much money. Donald Trump name. Who knows? I I'll say no though. If you want to say yes, we All can right. be on two. I, other well, sides. no. I'd like you to. I want you to. I want to see. And how much money are you going to put down? What are you? Uh, <laughs> what are we going to put down on that? 
Figurative, figurative money. We're playing yeah. Monopoly money. Yeah, we're playing Monopoly money. Just a uh, couple hundred. Sure. Couple hundo. Okay, two two C notes. That's what we'll put down. Two yards. Is that what we call two it? Yards. Two, two yards. Two yards. <laughs> we gotta drop two yards. <laughs> All right. I love that we're using uh, bookie bookie jargon <laughs> here on the show. Now we've turned this into a complete digest. Pretty soon we're gonna be on the rail at some racetrack with a fedora and an old racing exactly. <laughs> chomping on cigars. Um, from the 262, so what you're saying is that the U.S. is not a country of law, which I happen to agree with. If you're rich, famous, popular, you have a golden ticket uh, to trample over any law you want. To a certain extent, yes, that is what I'm saying, and we all know it's true. If you can hire a really good attorney, you're in much better shape than if you have a public defender. If you're a person of means and connections, you have a much better way to go through life if something goes wrong than the average person. Taylor says, I don't think anyone is above the law. However, I do believe some people are above equal punishment. Interesting, interesting point. I agree with that too, Taylor. All right, let's take a quick break. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. All right, we will see if tomorrow the... Former president's predictions come true. We'll see if there will be any protests, if there will be any violence. Uh, House Speaker McCarthy is saying, please don't protest, don't be violent. Former Vice President Mike Pence saying the same thing, that people should not protest. Uh, we'll see. I don't, you know, at some point, at some point, an indictment is just a formality. There's not going to be... Uh, Nothing's going to happen. Every time you think something's going to happen to somebody uh, rich, famous, connected, it doesn't happen. And I know that sounds, I know on the first day of spring that doesn't sound all rosy, but yeah, really, what are you going to do? Um, this is something that is happening a lot, I guess, according to TikTok. There is a new trend when it comes to the workplace. You know we love to talk about workplace trends here, so we'll get into that. Uh, we will revisit uh, just because I like uh, I like to know how much Justin is actually losing, but we've got <laughs> got a lot to get. Now, once you got the ticket, how did you how did you vent the rest of your Kansas rage? I was I was very upset. I just I drove Try home. Out. Yeah, I was. It was one of those thirty minute drive home. No radio, no music. Just wow. Just very quiet in the car. Just thought. Just a lot of Holy thoughts. Holy cow. <laughs> You took it hard, dude. Yeah, I'm surprised you weren't out in Des Moines for the game. That would have been. <laughs> that seems no. That seems close enough to get to. Yeah, it was. It was tough though. I wanted to go to the Final Four with a couple buddies if KU made it, but obviously, that would have been cool. I've not. never been to the Final Four. Me I was in mm -hmm. last year. I was in New Orleans. The well, the Final Four in New Orleans started on Thursday. That was the day we left. Uh, but we were staying down there. We were in. We just happened to be staying at the same hotel Duke was in. So it was uh, a lot of Duke fans running around last year in our in our hotel. But Ugh. that's neither here nor there. That's last year. We have this year. So are you out now? You're not even going to watch the rest of the games? No, I still do. Um, I, I cover college basketball, so I, know. I, I gotta. But I know. As a it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. I, sure, you're doing it just for work. You know who else is doing it just for work? Our man who is waiting patiently in the WTMJ 24-hour newsroom at 6.30. Here's Wyatt Barmore-Pooley. It's Brian 
Mornings, WTMJ Nights on Monday. What signs have you gotten that it was time to leave a job? Whether it was something your boss did, whether it was a, the toxic environment, and I love everything is toxic now, perhaps your environment was. 855-616-1620, that's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Um, maybe you knew it was time to leave a job, and you started looking, like most people, right? You you start putting out feelers, you're researching, you're looking for jobs, maybe you're talking to some friends or people in your network. Uh, but now, according to TikTok, and I love hearing about trends on TikTok because I know that it's just the Chinese, but uh, people are now rage applying when they have a problem at their work. This is the first time hearing of it. We've heard of quiet quitting. We've heard of bare minimum Monday. All things that we've talked about here, and then usually we talk about them here, and then a couple days later I'm seeing them on some other outlets. But that's a, we'll take that as a coincidence. So rage applying has become a motivational phrase used by job seekers on TikTok. And it's, it is just what it sounds like. You get mad at work, and you just start sending out resumes and applications and you don't even care where because you just want out of here so bad that you are going to uh, you're going to apply everywhere so it's not like quite quitting uh you just got to go so in the best case scenario for rage quitting or rage applying rather rage quitting is a whole other thing that's when you just walk up punch your boss in the throat and go i'm out put all your stuff in a cardboard box and ski daddle so, best case, you're going to get a job. You're going to, it's going to work. One of the hundreds of resumes or applications that you put out there, you're going to get a job. It's going to be better than the job you have. You're going to get the pay you deserve. Everything's going to be dandy, right? But eh, you can get into some trouble with that, too. Worst case scenario, you end up at a job worse than the one you have. Now, they say there's an energy that comes from rage applying. Um, it's like, screw it. I'm just, I'm so done here. I'm going to send out as many things as possible. I'm going to try to get this job. But uh, that can be, that can be dicey too. You have to be careful about letting rage fuel you. I've, I've never rage applied, I don't think. I, no, I know not. I know not. What, what am I, Shakespearean all of a sudden? I know not what I apply for. But I don't think, I, I think there's a bad idea. I understand you wanting to get out of a place. You know, maybe I, I did have one job where I knew I had to get out. I knew it. It was just, it was awful, awful, awful. So I just, uh, I just made it so <laughs> it was mutually exclusive that, or mutually agreed upon that I, I leave. It was like, I'm going to quit. They go, yeah, we really want you to leave. I go, all right, either way, 601, semantics, tomato, tomato. I'm out of here, and I'm happy about it. So they also tell you to be careful that you are not rage applying after, like, one bad day. And studies show that most people do not. They, they're smart enough to know we all have a bad day at work, right? Everybody's got, everybody's got a day when the boss is just on you. Or your coworkers just are a pain, and it's it's like oh I hate this job, I can't wait to get out of here. 
Those aren't the days to rage apply. Rage apply is when you've been put upon for a long time and you know you just can't you just can't deal with it. But I'm wondering if you've been in this position, what was see I never really know except for that one one time. I never really know what people mean by toxic environments and and my toxicity and Justin's to- toxicity and Wyatt's toxicity all may be different. You know, Justin probably has been rage applying ever since uh, we started working together. I don't blame him, but you know, whatever. That's not true. <laughs> no, you're more thought. You're more thoughtful. You're looking. You're look carefully looking for another position. But um, you know, people. Have you ever? Have you ever felt like you had to get out of a, a job? Now you're you're yeah. young, so you probably haven't had too many jobs. Yeah, for me, for me, it's just been money based, right? Yeah. So if like if I'm just. I don't know, like, I'm thinking, like, in high school, like, I would work at some pizza place, right? And then I find out, oh, like, I'm making 12 bucks an hour, but my buddy over there is making 14 So I would, time like... Time to go. Time to go, get a, get a job that's better pay. I feel like that's the only time I was forced my way out of a position. Yeah, well, money is money is the prime motivator. Yeah, of course, be. of course. You, you gotta go. Uh, I, you know, uh, if you're getting harassed... If you're a lady, sure, or I guess sure. a guy can get sexually harassed at work. I would, I, you know, I've never been lucky enough to have it happen. But, uh, no, that's all right. Don't cancel me. Um, but, you know, if, if a woman's being harassed, it's time to go. Um, you know, if you're being if you're being forced to do extra work with no compensation, and I'm not talking about once in a while your boss goes, I need you to stay an extra hour because we got to get this done. That's part of having a job. You know, sometimes you take one for the team in hopes that it will lead to something more. Now, if that becomes a habit and nothing gets you never you take a lot for the team and the team never takes one for you. Well, then, you know, it's time to start looking. But I think everybody knows deep down that you got to get past the frustration and then you just then you just start really looking for the best fit. Because the worst, the worst thing in the world is to jump at something and then realize, oh no, this is this is not what they said it was. This is worse than my old job, and now I got to deal with a new jerk. When I had it, I was getting, you know, at least I could deal with the old jerk, but now I got this jerk. There's too many jerks. That's a problem. So if you're if you're on the TikTok and you're hearing the the kids talk about rage applying. They didn't mispronounce rouge. They're actually saying rage, and they're they're just flooding the market. I don't know. I I'm shocked that people are still going on TikTok as much as they are. Quite frankly, when we hear all of this stuff about all your data being sold to China, I guess nobody cares, right? Well, doesn't matter. All our all our information, all our data is out there anyway. You got to go on TikTok. I I first of all, I'm not. I have a TikTok. I've never posted anything. I don't even look at it because um, I've realized I am not the TikTok demographic. Justin, are you on TikTok? I am. I'm hooked. All right. So you're, but you're early twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say? What would you say the age, like the cutoff age for TikTok? When you see somebody on TikTok and you go, oh boy. Yeah, probably, is... probably 
40s plus. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening, because I know she goes on TikTok. Is your mom on TikTok? Yeah, she like... she because, doing the dances and stuff? No, 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 because her feed is like all like teacher hacks. She's a teacher. Oh, So okay. like her stuff's like teacher hacks or like cooking stuff, all that stuff. I don't know. All right. I yeah, thought for yeah. me you said her feet, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> wow. This is crazy. Some new information coming out. WTFJ Knights breaking the story. But, okay, it's her feed. She. Oh, I didn't see. But I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. I would have said, like, mid-30s up, probably. Yeah. yeah. But I'll take it up to 40 with you. Uh, yeah. I, and, yes, there's. I, I'm sure there's all kinds of great cooking things, because I follow a lot of that. On Instagram, um, I, I've got teacher stuff on it. I didn't know there were those kind of things. I, in my mind, TikTok is is like for adult content and dumb dancing. That's Pretty basically much. what I pictured in TikTok. Much. That's a, that's, TikTok a, that's a good sum up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and now it's for ra- rage quitting. So young people's office politics and angst, um, then their butts, and then they're dancing. That's pretty much. That's pretty much. It. And now that I put it that way, I'm like, boy, why aren't why aren't I more active? Just looking, I I need to curate my feed a little more. Get on the algorithm, but no such luck. Taylor in River Hills says, I rage quit my job three weeks ago. Had just had been building up for a long time, and I finally snapped. I'm 54, and this is the first time I've ever walked out of a job. However, I walked across the street and got another one within 30 minutes. Taylor, did you get a job uh, better than the one you walked out of? I hope that's the case. Um, but kudos if that's listen. If you had to do it, you have to do it because, you know, life's too short to be miserable. And if you can get if you can stay equal or get better, then you might as well you might as well do it. Uh, from the two six two, I was in a meeting during which a bunch of managers started dumping on me for no apparent reason. Then my jerk boss decided to pile on rather than defend me. I retired that later afternoon and have never regretted it. See, that's that is definitely what I'm talking about. That's the kind of thing where you go, there's there's no excuse for this. I'm not putting up with this every day because at some point, yes, you need a job. Yes, uh, you know you have bills to pay, but you're also an adult human being who deserves some sort of respect. Just because you work for somebody doesn't mean you are their slave. It doesn't mean you have to take everything they dish out. At some point, employees need to stand up. And if you can do it at first in a respectful way, that's cool. Uh, And if that doesn't work and it just keeps going, got to go. Taylor, jumping back in, got a much better job. Uh, This is the nature of the food and beverage beverage business. Oh, yeah. Management is horrible and employees no longer have to take your garbage. I edited that a little bit, Taylor. But, uh, yeah, if you work in a bar or a restaurant... Most places now, if you're in if you're in retail, if you're in a lot of industries, there's a shortage of people. And if you're not getting treated well at job A, there's a good chance you'll be treated much better at job B. So you might as well go take a look. I am not going to look, but I am going to let you listen to this on WTMJ Nights. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. We are in the midst of March Madness. Everywhere you go, people are talking about their brackets. Most uh, offices have, or or groups, bars, everybody's got bracket battles going on. Uh, every year we hear employers saying, oh, we lose so much 
in productivity because people are worried about their brackets. They're watching the games. Um, 2023 Wallet Hub predicted that March Madness, in their March Madness stats and facts, a staggering $16.3 billion in corporate losses due to unproductive workers. That seems that seems very high to me. Who's really watching the games that much that they can't work? But there was some advice to employers that say, listen, you can make March Madness into something that will build your team and help morale and keep everybody working so it's kind of the best of both worlds if you're an employer and i'm wondering if your employers are in uh instituting that i know here we had i didn't get into uh, i didn't fill out i filled out no brackets this year to be honest with you i uh but i know the company was doing some brackets did you do a work bracket justin i did uh, I did men's and women's, yeah. Now, do you do the same bracket for all, or did you like was this men's bracket different from your other men's? Bracket? I had I had like three brackets spread across like maybe five different pools. Okay, and basically, so you basically just yeah. interchange those. Yeah, because I, I like to make a couple different brackets. I've always I liked do doing too, that. especially yeah. when you you know when you're picking Kansas to win it all. <laughs> what a homer! Uh, yeah, that's not uh, too soon. That's too soon. A, didn't work out for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Why don't we just t- take a car, park it somewhere to think about Oh, wait, that's too soon, too. Man! Oh, I am, wow, I'm a jerk. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're saying, they're saying hey, um, if, you do, if you do have brackets at work, it's a good way to build team spirit. 84% of people who were surveyed uh, said they, they think office pools go a long way to make their jobs more enjoyable. Seventy-three percent of workers who were surveyed uh, said they look forward to going to work more when they participate in office pools. I do like uh, I've done them at school before and at the radio station, and it is it is kind of fun, especially like if you like to uh, break stones like I do. And poor Justin, I know he's I know he's really hurting inside, bleeding that red and blue. Um, so we're I'm gonna lay off, but it's it's fun to come in, and then it's fun to see the people. Uh, who are so con- I love the people who are so confident in their brackets. There's the best bracket ever. Uh, maybe I lose two games. That's uh, that's all. And then they their bracket is busted after the second game, and there's no way they can win anything. And you just go ha ha. Seventy nine percent of workers that were surveyed said office pools greatly improve their level of engagement at work. Half the respondents meet up with coworkers after work to watch a college basketball game, leading to closer relationships at work. And uh, 39% of workers became closer to a coworker because of the office pools. Now, they were tell- in this, uh, this was a business article, and it was telling the bosses, listen, you, you might want to be careful, you know, about money and blah, 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 if it's illegal in your state to bet. But really, what have we heard about the feds breaking down, you know, some school or some office's bracket bets? You know, they're not going to come in and enforce the law. You're going to be fine. But I'm like, um, wow. Oh, Justin, this is going to break your heart. From the 262, I got one bracket, got 11 of my sweet 16. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. For this year, that's actually, that's really good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they, he went back and, like, cobbled together brackets from years past. <laughs> It sounds like this would be a current bracket. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that is good. If I had a, man, eleven of uh, eleven of the Sweet Sixteen, 
We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so I'm. I think I do. I do like it. I like when you can do something at work outside of work. I do, or uh, as a in addition to your work. Now, you know, if you want to, if if they have the basketball games on in the lunchroom or during your break, you get to watch. I still think you need to do your work. But I know a lot of people, especially now that people are still working at home, that you know. The game is uh, the game's on, but if you can get your work done and the game's on and your boss is cool with it, it's uh, who cares really? If your boss is happy, that's all that matters, you know. So if your boss says, "Hey, I'm sorry, we can't have can't have the TVs on during the day. We got we got work we got to do and it's got to get done." You go, all right, but you know you can do the pool and at the end of the day, we'll you know you check the results and stuff. Have some fun, but we still got to do our work. That's great. But yes, so if you want bosses, employers out there, if you want to make your employees happy, let them do brackets. Let them do a big bracket thing at work. Let them uh, have a little fun for March Madness. Maybe on Fridays. I know. Uh, I know. Last week here at the at the Avenue, uh, everybody was supposed to wear their Marquette gear. Uh, you know, hoping you're hopeful. You know. I'm sure, Justin, you had your big foam Jayhawk head on, uh, your full your full Jayhawk costume as you were driving home, one big red tear running down your face. <laughs> but that's you know that's that's part of the fun. You get it. You get involved. Uh, I have to get involved in some, you know, commerce by taking a break and coming back on WTMG nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Want to get involved in the program? We'd love to have you. That's how you do it. Our text question of the night. Hey, it's the first day of spring. What are you most looking forward to about this season? Uh, perhaps it is spring break if you are a college-aged person or if you're a teacher. Teachers look, uh, I'm sure your mom is really looking forward to spring break, Justin. I know all the teachers I work with, very excited about spring break coming up. Um, it's a different sort of expectation than when you were in college. But I'm wondering, parents, if... In this day and age, your children are going away for spring break. I know it's still kind of a rite of passage. It's supposedly the time for college-age kids, and I, I don't mean that as a slam when I say kids. That's what, you know, if you're in college, to me, you're still a kid um, for the most part. To go off, have a good time, come back, and get ready for the end of the year. I am... Um, I'm not so old that I don't remember spring break. I I only really went on one big spring break, and that was fun. But the reason, pardon me, I started thinking about it today is because Miami is being overrun, and the mayor has said, that's it, we're done with spring break, we don't want spring break here. And so in order to do that, we're going to impose some curfews. There were two fatal shootings over the weekend, and that was it. Miami is out of the spring break business. Uh, Dan Gelber is the name of the mayor, and he announced a midnight curfew 
on Sunday night and expects to reinstate it starting Thursday night through next weekend. He said, we don't want spring break in our city. It's too rowdy, brings too much disorder, and it's simply too difficult to police. It's the third consecutive year that uh, curfews have been imposed in Miami Beach after spring break shootings. Now, I know for all the hundreds of thousands of kids that go on spring break, most of them, thank God, are not getting shot. Most of them do not become victims of violence. Some, unfortunately, do. Some, there's there's a lot of bad behavior, which is part of the allure of spring break. I don't know if you ever watched uh, back when MTV used to do the spring break things. Um, and we all know what what happens on spring break people usually drink too much they're uh, you know they're just having a good time that they don't want their parents to know about so the smart ones keep everything off social media and they stay away from any cameras the dumb ones you know they'll get on camera just just because i'm wondering if you're still not well allowing i guess to a certain point uh, but encouraging, or if you've talked to your kids and they're like, you know what, we'd rather do something a little more tame for spring break. Because when you hear these stories, and you know there's a lot of cities like Miami who don't really want the hassle of spring breaks anymore. Panama City Beach used to be a big spring break place, and then they kind of put the stop to it. Daytona used to do that. A lot of um a lot of towns where there's water and beaches and warm weather that get a lot of spring breakers from up here. They're like, "Nah, don't bother. Don't come down. We don't want you." Did you ever go on spring break, Justin? I did. I did. To Vegas to place bets? Uh, take some action? <laughs> I've gone to Vegas once, only once before. <laughs> but Okay. Um no, I went to Cabo Wow, um, nice. In high school, senior spring break. Hi, now, okay, let me let me uh, make a point of that, because I had never heard of that until my daughter was a senior. Now, my daughter uh -huh. did not go uh, away on a spring break in senior year in high school. I, I don't understand why that's a thing, because seniors in high school are too young to do really anything. They can't rent cars. They can't legally rent hotel rooms. They can't, you know, they're too young to drink, allegedly. Not in, um, not in Mexico. Oh, man. And See, that, was, that right. was the best thing, too, because my birthday is April 1st, and that was the first day that we arrived in Mexico. And so me and my buddy, who both had April 1st birthdays, turned, what, 18 the first day we got there. <laughs> so it was perfect. There was only one kid, I think, out of... The nine of us who weren't eighteen. So, okay, so eighteen's the drinking. So yeah, night. so so he struggled a little bit, but we were. Yeah, it was it was lucky for me, that's for sure. <laughs> now, when you're eighteen, is it is it a school trip or is it just you and your pals going down there? Yeah, that's what it is. It's kind of just like you and like your group of friends kind of just organize this. I think it's more of just kind of like a last like. Hoorah, like before everyone goes off to college. Hoorah. And I don't, yeah, just kind of does their own little thing. And because, you know, and like after cool high school. This? No, yeah. I know. Uh, oh, usually, uh, usually, wow. my, my bad. Usually there's a parent guardian that comes. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was like, you're so for us, it was dads. <laughs> uh huh. It was all of our dads that oh, okay. went. Okay. Yeah, I, right. I, yeah, I kind of forgot that part. Usually it's dads. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's a big part. <laughs> uh, I know my my girlfriend at the time, her and her friends. It was all of their moms. So okay. Okay. yeah, so there well, is there right. is a little bit different because There's some like, supervision there. Yeah, especially a bunch of eighteen year olds going to Mexico. Like, yeah, that's so. No, you're all going to end up in prison. It's going to uh-huh. be like Midnight Express. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be horrible. All right. So you had all right. Well, that makes it that's. That makes a little more sense mm-hmm. that there's at least one parent along for the trip. Yeah, you can still get in trouble, but you have you have a parent there. But in college, nobody takes their parent on spring break. Mm-hmm. And college was different. Me and my buddies went to Colorado for the first time. This was my first time skiing and everything. So that was that was awesome. That's now see that sounds like a fun spring. Break. Yeah, that was that was see, that was last year. So all of us yeah. are seniors. Mm-hmm. Nice. I only went as a senior. Uh, Taylor in River Hills. I was lucky enough to go to Fort Lauderdale for spring break in 1987 before the city killed it. Yeah, Lauderdale used to be another huge spring breakdown. Uh, different two six two. How do we know the spring breakers caused the shooting versus locals who may have even targeted the visitors? They're blaming the spring breakers. Of course, I did see the video. It was a crowded park where there were a lot of kids who were partying and, and enjoying it. Who knows who actually pulled the trigger? But uh, the extra, the extra young people in the city is causing uh, a problem with policing and everything else. So the mayor's just like, you know, we're done. Uh, I went to my senior year. I went to South Padre Island in Texas, and that was that was fun. Um, you know, it was, it was everything a spring break was supposed to be, uh, including a day trip to Mexico, which now, now you really can't do on those border towns, but, um, we did, it was fun. Uh, I do remember we had rented, it was like a school, it was a trip that a travel agency had offered through school. So. We signed up in the, and we were all in a big condo complex and there were a bunch of other colleges there. It was, you know, there were kids from all over and, you know, you're meeting girls, you're having a good time. Um, I do, there was one night where uh, my romantic overtures were not uh, reciprocated and I drowned my sorrows out on the beach and my buddies had to come out and find me because I... <laughs> I was in the sand, um, not in the best shape. But that was, you know what? When you're 21, okay, that's that's what spring break is for. But I don't remember because South Padre Island didn't really have a town per se. There was like a strip of some restaurants, so there was no central gathering point to really wreak havoc at. These big, there were all along the beach. There were these big condo complexes and that's where everybody would the parties would be they'd be at the pool in the condo complex and then out onto the beach so there was and then you know there were all kinds of big things planned on the beach but the bar there were a few bars and uh things like that but we didn't have there wasn't a mayor who was going you kids are all coming into town and raising to hell we're gonna get rid of you nobody nobody had to do that I have to write a six-page paper for my class about China. I need ideas. <laughs> Can't help you with that. We're, we'll listen. We'll do some. Uh, we'll help with some poems, but we can't do six-page research papers on China. Uh, I know they got a great wall, uh, Tiananmen Square. President Xi. Uh, somebody said they. Uh, if you go and watch sixty minutes last night, there was a big piece on the. U.S. Navy versus the Chinese Navy. Maybe you do that. There's all right. So there's three ideas. 
Boy, for a guy who didn't want to uh, give ideas, I just gave some ideas. Well, that's what we do here. We give and give and give. So I'd love to hear some of your spring break stories. And if you're a parent, do these stories make you very nervous? You're like, please, Brian, we, we don't want to hear these stories. Our children are somewhere. Our daughter went, she, she rarely drinks, and she has a late birthday. So in one spring break in college, she went on this uh, a cruise, like a three-day cruise. Well, she only could get the soft drink package, which was fine with her. You know, she'd get smoothies or, or whatever. Uh, and I'm sure when she was off the boat, she would have a couple of drinks here and there. But um, she did that. She never went to like a, a crazy spring break beach community. One year she went, one year she went with my, uh, my brother and sister-in-law and a couple of my cousins, and they had rented a house down on the Alabama shore, so she went there, and that was with family, and we were like, oh, that's a that's the kind of spring break you want your kid to go to. She's with family. Then the other one was this little uh, little cruise deal. So we were we were very lucky. And, you know, I'm sure, listen, I'm not naive enough to think things happen that uh, I'd probably better not to hear about, but everything turned out okay. So if you're looking to share, we're looking to hear. 855-616-1620. It's the Old National Bank. Talk and text line, Old National Bank. Get old. It's WTMJ Nights. It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 855-616-1620. That is the old National Bank talk and text line. If you want to get involved, we were talking about Miami Beach shutting down spring break. I'm not sure, uh, you know, in this day and age that we still need it, but it's nice. Everybody wants to take a vacation. So if you're, you know, if your kid can go and you're feeling good about it, enjoy yourselves, folks. Uh, I'm looking forward to, from school, our spring break, to doing nothing but this. So that will be, uh, that will be good. Does your mom go and get crazy on spring break with her TikToks? Justin? <laughs> she definitely enjoys spring break. Um, she tutors, though, during the break. Oh, does she even during yeah. spring break? Mm -hmm. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. What does your mom teach again? She's, she's second grade, so oh, usually nice. she's, like, teaching first graders how to read or, like, fifth graders how to write. Both For tutoring. Both, they have to. They Most kids don't know how to write. I find that kids don't. You know what it is? Because kids don't. Uh, kids don't really learn how to write, and they always look at writing as such a chore. And it's so it's sad to be working with young, young people who are, you know, just dragging things out of them to get them to write. So good for your mom. That's a that's a rough gig. All right, this is a uh, this is a study, and I'm going to tell you right up front. I don't think it holds any water, but it's one of those things. I found uh, I found funny. I don't put any stock in it, and I don't think you should either. But I think uh, it goes to how we make a judgment of people without really, without really knowing too much about them. Just based on one notion that we have, we go, yeah, that's going to work. And what I'm talking about is names, specifically women's names that supposedly indicate that they will make better wives. I will say at the outset, unfortunately, my wife's name is not on this list, nor is my daughter's. Um, I told them about this. They did not seem amused. They did not seem to care uh, that their name was not on the, on the list in a study that says these names 
will make the best wives. Now, they don't really say what that means to be the best a best wife. I'll leave that to your own your own judgment, but I'm sure there's both men and women who for whatever reason will not get involved with someone based on their name. Like if I had had a very horrible relationship with a, a a woman of a certain name, I guarantee you the next woman I met would not have that same name. You know, I and I'm sure I'm sure all the women I dated probably never dated another Brian for the rest of their lives. I could I can almost guarantee it. And I can guarantee that if my wife uh if I dropped dead or my wife wised up and took off, she would never be with another Brian as long as she lived. But, you know, I'm sure, and I'm sure, guys, we have the same thing. But this website, Cytopia, put this together. And they came up uh, with, again, it makes it makes no sense. But, you know... Being a good wife is subjective, so eh, who knows? And I know, listen, ladies, before you get up in arms, I know there's things about being a good husband, too. There's It's subjective there. The site, though, was quoted as saying, every time we hear mention of a name, we naturally associate particular values or impressions based on our past experiences. It seems certain names tend to crop up more than others when thinking about the qualities of a good husband or wife. Uh, they make a point, sort of, uh, some so names on the list may have different meanings. So let's do the top ten lists of women's names that make good wives. Justin, you want to take a guess before we start? Name of a woman that would make a good wife. Uh, let's do Haley. Haley, let me see. No. Is that your girlfriend's name? It is not. Is that bad I didn't say her name? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll let it slide. You'll have to deal with that. I don't, uh, you know. Yeah, I would have used her name, but that's okay. What is her name? Alex, Alexandra. That's got to be on there. No, that's not on there. Probably should have kept her name out your mouth. Number 10 is Lucy. Number 9 is Jessica. Number 8 is Amy. What you gonna do? Number 7, Elizabeth. Number 6, Charlotte. Right now, every woman is holding their breath going, I'm a good wife. Is my name on that list? Ladies, even if your name isn't on this list, I'm sure you're a good wife. Emily. Sarah. Number three, Louise. You don't make many Louises anymore. Number two is Sophie. And the number one name, according to this bogus study, that means you are going to make the best wife is Katie. Katie is supposedly the number one name. So, fellas, or anybody else looking for a good wife, Meet yourself a woman named Katie. Before we uh, go to the news, let's get Michelle on the line. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. I just wanted you to know that my name is Michelle with one L. And my okay. my ex-husband of almost 28 years is now re-engaged to a Michelle with one L. 
Are you kidding me? That's what I said to him. How did, he, how did he find another Michelle with one L? I don't know. I asked him if he went on a website. I said, is there a website like that? A bell for yeah, women? It, are you guys on a Facebook group? All the Michelles with one L? I'm wondering if there's one of which I am not a member, but may, maybe I should be. But I, I told him, I said, well, I start getting bills with, you know, because I kept my married name because I was married longer than I was single. Right. I said, well, you know, when I bills with Michelle, for Michelle, um, I, I'm sending them your way. I'm going to say, mm, that's not mine. That's her. Yeah, it's got to be the new one. Got to be the new Michelle with it's one L. Now, it you're does. not seeing anybody okay. with your ex-husband's name, are you, Michelle? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Michelle, thanks for the call. Right. That is that is wild. Have a great night. All right, we got to do this. Then it's news time. WTMJ. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. Monday night on WTMJ Nights, Brian Noonan. We're here till 8 o'clock. Then it is Bucks Weekly with our man Justin Garcia. I always enjoy uh, going on Reddit to the uh, Am I the Jerk? It's different. But today one caught my eye, and I was, I was like, there's got to be. Most of the time, you're not going to call attention to someone's hygiene. But there has to be a time when you have. What was the breaking point that made you finally, finally call somebody out for their hygiene? 855-616-1620. It's the old National Bank talk and text line. I saw this, and that's what made me think of it. And this is, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm going to warn you. Uh, this guy's pretty gross. Now, I'm not, uh, you know, I'll edit it for broadcast, obviously, but it's just... Uh, it's just sick. Now, this is a 27-year-old guy who wrote this about his roommate, who's a 24-year-old guy. Um, they've been running into some issues lately because of the 24-year-old's grooming. Now, we all know that young men uh, can be sloppy. And maybe they're when they're living with other dudes, things can get a little messy. Sometimes, uh, sometimes things go awry. But I will also contend, having seen my daughter's uh, not only dorm room but off-campus apartments and houses, that uh, ladies, you're not above, you're not above that either. But anyway, so uh, the 26-year-old says, I occasionally noticed a funk coming off him. That right there is bad. If you're giving off a funk. <laughs> Right. We had a little uh, little technical issue, but we're good now, right, Justin? Let's hope. Let's hope. We're back. We're back and we're ready to rock you. Uh, all right, so where did we leave off? <laughs> when last we met, uh, a man was giving off a funk. Would that be correct? Did you hear that part? That is true. It was getting funky between the two. It was get- all right, it was getting <laughs> funky. We don't want any funkiness. <laughs> 
kudos to you, Justin, for covering so well. And kudos to me for troubleshooting on this end. Kudos that was, to that was the first time, too, that between me and you that we've ever had like a disconnect. It was that the was first weird. time ever. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Ever, yeah. So this was... but. Thankfully, everything was uh, everything was ready for the backup. So, and I think I figured out what happened, to be honest. So that's good. I think we should be all right. But we're here now, so let's. It's neither here nor there. Um, so there was a funk coming off the roommate. He said he had a a lessened sense of smell, so he didn't realize he needed a shower. Here's the thing, uh, with that excuse, because the 26 year old said it sounded kind of like BS to me. Uh, it is BS because. Quite frankly, uh, I mentioned, and I don't know if, if you heard this part, I have no sense of smell. I've never had a sense of smell. It is uh, the bane of my existence and probably also the blessing. But knowing that, knowing that, I always showered. I have very good hygiene. No one has ever told me that I stunk. Anyway, so according to this guy, their apartment has two bathrooms. Uh, the other day, he was putting a bidet in his bathroom. That's fancy when you put a bidet in. I've never, I've tried to use one. Not a fan. Anyway, he's putting in a bidet. The roommate asked what it's for. After the guy explained, he was like, oh, man, no, I wouldn't use that. And the 26-year-old said, well, it's less inv- invasive than toilet paper, to which the guy responded, yeah, but I don't use that either. Uh, so he asked for clarification. The guy said, yeah, doesn't need toilet paper. Um, he, he doesn't think it really does anything. Not going to use it. Um, nobody he knows does it, which I don't know. He must be a loner then if he doesn't know people who use, uh, toilet tissue. Uh, then he says, you know, if he does take a shower, the water just drips down his, his back and that's it. So the 26-year-old calls this guy's girlfriend and goes, yeah, well, because he told him he couldn't sit on any, any of the furniture that he owned. He had to leave. He couldn't he couldn't put his crusty bottom on his furniture. So the guy storms out, goes to his girlfriend's house. The 26-year-old calls the girlfriend and goes, hey, have you, this is what happened. She goes, yeah, I asked him. He said that's true, and he got mad, and he left here too. Um, so... I don't think this guy is a problem. If that's my roommate, I'm saying the same thing. But I'm wondering from you when you finally had to tell somebody. Now, I've seen people with things in their teeth, food and stuff. I would tell a friend. Like if if Justin and I were sitting there and he had a big piece of spinach in his teeth, I'd go, uh, dude, you got a little something in your teeth. But on the on the DL, I would keep it, I would keep it, uh, you know. Kind of quiet. I don't want to embarrass a guy for having stuff in his teeth. But this grungy, uh, grungy, no uh, TP using guy, you got to come at him hard. You got to, you got to lay it out for this guy. When did you finally break? 855 616 1620. It's the old National Bank talking text line from the 414. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've broken. When my husband at times smells like a musky mess. And I'm uh, quick to tell him he smells like uh, poop. All right, yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't think my wife has ever had to tell me that I smelled. Because I realize, like, if I, 
come home from the gym or I've been working out or I've been working in the yard and I'm all sweaty, I figure I stink, even though I can't smell it. Uh, Another 262, years ago I worked with a smart, funny guy who unfortunately had persistent B.O. until I had to mention to him that he'd never get the attention of the ladies he was eyeing unless he acquired a fresh new scent. That did the trick. It should. I think it's funny um, at school, you know, the fifth graders, that's when puberty comes knocking. And uh, I have been told, since I can't smell it, that a lot of the times the fifth grade classrooms reek because nobody knows nobody knows how to use deodorant at that age. So <laughs> it is just it is just a horrible, horrible uh deal. Let's see. All right, I was just che- I was just checking all your texts, Justin, that are just coming in telling me that we were <laughs> that we were not on the air. <laughs> They're just coming through, and I'm really going. All right, uh, I think everything everything is fixed. So that's that's very good. Have you ever had to tell somebody they? Uh, you probably. I'm guessing you lived with some uh, some of your friends in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've did never, any of them stink? I've no, I've never had like a, I've never had like a bo like problem with a friend or something like that. But what if you were the bo problem, <laughs> I hope not. No, I've I'm, I'm a good smelling kid. I take care of myself. <laughs> All um, right. Um, Use that high karate? <laughs> yeah. Axe body spray? What do you use? Exactly. Uh, old Spice. Old Spice guy. Wow. Yeah. All right. Look uh-huh. at you. A man of the sea. I yeah, like that. There, there it is. Um, no, but I snapped on a roommate. I, I don't know if this is different. It, I guess it is. Um, but just having, like, pee on the toilet seat. Oh! That... Dude, I I was so done with that. I like I don't even think that lasted like a week. I'm like I, I'm the third time I saw he that. He didn't put the seat up. It, well, like yeah, or it was it was, it was like yeah. I don't I, the the whole seat up thing like it was a scatterbrain. Like it's like I don't like care if you put up the seat up or not, but like just get it in, you know. And I think on the <laughs> third time I saw that, I'm just like, yeah, we're not doing that for a whole year. So no, that's no, you got to put your foot down. Yeah, any, any sort of. Uh, <laughs> matter like that you gotta you gotta squash that behavior right in the bud yeah nip no. it in the bud but, but nothing stinky we were both uh good good smelling good looking kids so we, we sure but he has no aim he's a that scatter gun. he's got a wild hair true. going on there he can't he can't do that that's not it's not how you would coexist with your roommate get that like, listen that uh, you know that i understand i've gotten yelled at um <laughs> oh my gosh uh from the 262 i'm Practically peeing my pants and listening to the show uh, and the banter between you and your producer. Well, listen, we try to we keep snappy banter. That's you know that's rule one on the uh, WTMJ Knights <laughs> show. Snappy banter wins the day. Yeah, you. Uh, well, good for you for putting your foot down. Not in not in his mess, but for uh, drawing the line in the sand. Because yeah, oh. see, first of all. It, I grew up with five or four brothers, so five boys in the house plus my dad. So there was a lot of a lot of my mom screaming that we had to put the seat up, which makes sense because you know there was a lot of male energy in that house. And then I just got used to it when I was dating and when I you know got married and now I have a daughter or have a daughter. So I always I always leave the seat up. But there's still, you know, you can still make a mess, and you gotta, come on, you gotta clean up, and you you gotta not stink, fellas. If you take nothing from this program, don't stink. 
in so many in so many ways just don't stink. So I don't think this guy is not the uh, the butthole for coming off and busting out the uh, the stop stinky stuff for his roommate. That's just that is just horrible. And have you ever heard of somebody who doesn't use toilet paper? What are we French? That doesn't make any sense at all. How do you? Ugh. Where do you fall on the bidet situation, Justin? <laughs> oh, jeez. Have you ever used? No. Do you have one? Uh-uh. Have you ever used one? No. No, me either. I. Uh, some people swear by them. I don't know. Once not, you go, I, once you go there, you can't go back. Is that the case? I guess that's the <laughs> thing. But then I'm like, well, oh, there, there's the boss call again. Stop this! Stop this conversation! All right, we will. We'll move. <laughs> We got some. Uh, we have other things we could talk about. I'll figure out what they are while Justin does this on WTMJ. Now more of WTMJ nights. A few more minutes on WTMJ nights. Then don't fret. We'll be back tomorrow. More snappy banter. Uh, full show tomorrow night. Tonight we're out of here at eight o'clock to make room for Justin Garcia Bucks Weekly coming up after the top of the hour news. Uh, has your heart gone back? I'm sure your heart was racing, Justin, as we had our little glitch. Heart's back to normal. Check the blood pressure. Everything's yeah, okay. Yeah, that was. We're trust back. me, I. <laughs> I'm sure we were both in the same boat. Uh, not good, Rusty. We were talking about uh, calling out someone for their hygiene. Or bad, uh, bad roommate behavior. I guess in general, uh, Justin scared everybody with his roommate who just, uh, just out of their mind. Um, Rusty says it was about sixth grade, and we came in from recess on a warm day, and the nun who was our teacher waved a hand in front of her nose and said to the men in the class that maybe it's about time you young men start using deodorant. <laughs> that coming from a nun in a uh, thick black habit, probably not, but. I still like to think of my nuns in uh, in black habits. We used to have uh, bidets in my old house, says Taylor. Heated seats, remote control, water angle adjustments, temper- temperature control, and fluorescent germ-killing light. Fancy. Yeah. It's like a $5,000 toilet right there. When you're adding all those. It's like getting a, a Harley customized. You know, you could get it factory. Like I have factory toilets in my house. I don't have the. I don't have them tricked out with chrome packages and everything else. Heated seat would be nice. Uh, uh, water. Uh, there's. That's a lot. I don't want to put that much thought into. You know, having to mess around with the remote. I have enough. I have enough problems with my remotes for the TV. You know, I got three remotes down there. I don't need another remote in the bathroom. When I'm in a hurry. Oh my gosh. Uh, another 262, how hygiene has changed in schools. When I was in middle and high school in the 70s, five-minute minimum showers were mandatory after gym class, and if a ripe student appeared in class after gym, that teacher would immediately uh, call the gym instructor and complain. Now no one takes showers. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember in high school. I went to an all-male, well, the first two years it was all-male, then it went, went co-ed. And I think we were supposed to take showers after gym, but I don't think I don't think a lot of uh, people did. Like I would take them after basketball practice and stuff, but after gym, you don't have that much time. And I rem- and it was not important the first two years because it was just all dudes. So if all of us teenage boys stunk, well, the whole school had the same smell. But then it was funny when we went co-ed. 
Oh my gosh. As you can imagine, the grooming changed and the how we dressed changed. Everything everything got a little more spiffy because the ladies were here all of a sudden. And after two years of seeing nothing but dumpy dudes who stunk, uh, all of a sudden we saw softer humans and it was like, oh, we should do our best to try to uh, impress them. So everybody, everybody dressed a little bit nicer uh, and showers were a little more mandatory. But that was also, we also had, uh, I remember my freshman year being told I had to shave. Now I didn't think, you know, I didn't look like Grizzly Adams or anything. I didn't have this big David Letterman beard. I didn't even think I had that much facial hair. But the dean sent a note home that I had to shave, and that was, that was, I get when I learned how to shave. So I already, you know, I already showered and stuff. I knew how to bathe. But uh, yeah, that was how far that was how far the hygiene went in my high school. We had to, we were supposed to shower after gym, and then it was they were very strict on. Shaving, even though there were some kids, you know, uh, seniors and stuff that had a little more facial hair than probably they should. But so again, going back to the very beginning of the show, some people are above the law, mm-hmm. and they got away with it. Uh, and I think the the shaving thing was because I was at a private school. You didn't have a you didn't have any shaving decrees at your high school, did you, Justin? No, I didn't. I was going to ask you if that was private school because it must have been. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't. You can't get away with that in public school, mm-hmm. dude. I want my Fu Manchu. You can't make me shave it. <laughs> I'm going man bun and Fu Manchu. That's how I'm going to prom. You don't like it? Bar me. That's it. I so we we saw a picture the other day of something, and my wife goes, "Oh, are man buns coming back? I hope not." I always, I always thought man buns were the funniest thing. One, I'm jealous because I can't grow a man bun. Two, I just think they look dopey. But um, if you're, you know, we couldn't have had them in school because our our hair was not supposed to get down to our past our collar either. So if we had hair past our collar, we had to get a haircut. And if there was anything more than, you know, prepubescent peach fuzz on our faces, we had to shave. And they were, and I've seen, you know. I've seen some pictures from high school. I don't think the shaving and the haircuts were doing me any favors. But, you know, that's just how it goes. All right, listen, we've got to get out of here because Justin Garcia is waiting, and he wants to come in and talk to you about the Bucks, as he does every week on Bucks Weekly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to acquiesce and let my man come in and do some Bucks talk. So stay tuned after the news. Thanks for listening and being part of the show. Thanks for sharing your stories with us. We'll be back again tomorrow at 6 o'clock to talk to you more. Have a wonderful night. News is next on WTMJ.